Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hey guys, this is Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin, and this is your EP, Jesse, right here. And today you will also be joined by a very small group of APN hosts, as a lot of us are going through a bit of an exam grind or we are preparing to go on holidays. So today you will be joined by me, Tracy, and Theruki, and Zenya every now and then. But before we get into the rest of the show, you guys just heard Die for Love by B.I. featuring Jesse. And before that, you guys heard Bite Me by In. You guys heard Bite Me by In Hyphen. Now, given our small group for the show this week, um, we have a bit of reduced segments. We're going to fill up the rest of the time with some banger tracks. But um, we will be talking about the upcoming Oz Comic Con. Now, at the time of recording, the Oz Comic Con hasn't happened yet, and so us at APN got media passes to Oz Comic Con, and me and Theruki will be going. So we are going to talk a bit about some of our thoughts before going into the con and what we are looking forward to. Now, after that, we will also be talking about one of the TV shows that's airing on Disney Plus that we previously have done a segment just reviewing and talking about the trailer that came out. And of course, we are talking about American Born Chinese, which has almost the entire cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once. And so Tracy has recently been watching that show, so she will have more to say about that. Um, we will also be talking about the phenomenon of some of us, um, actually all of us, Tracy, Thiruki, and me, getting approached by strangers, either looking for directions or something else altogether, but we never know. So we will be talking more about our experiences regarding that. And lastly, Tracy has recently seen the Wong Kar Wai retrospective at Cinema Kino, and she is obviously a big fan of that, so she will have a lot more thoughts to say about each of the shows, each of the movies that uh, Wong Kar Wai has produced slash directed. Um, but yeah, that is a bit of a rundown of our show tonight, and... Before we leave you and lead on to our first segment about the Oz Comic Con anticipation, we will of course be playing a few more songs for you guys, starting off with Sit Down Please by Icy Ball. And just a note, the full Chinese translation of the title is... As someone who was reincarnated as a chair in a second-hand furniture store, waiting for a chance encounter, did I get something wrong? And yes, that is the full title. Oh, also, before we start playing this song, obviously, um, we have a little bit of an announcement to make. So, as you may have heard from the weeks, the past three weeks from our show talking about it, and maybe from some other shows on Sin, but Sin has been doing a Radiothon for the past three weeks, and it has now been extended for another week, and it will now end on June 18th. So if you guys have not had an opportunity to and you would like to support some um, some of our SIN hosts and also a- us at APN, um, yeah, please donate. Um, give us some support. Uh, if you donate at sin.org.au um, and you donate more than $2, that can be tax deductible and you will go into the running for one of three amazing prize packs. And who doesn't like prizes? So, um, yeah, definitely give us some support. 
and put yourself into the running to win an amazing prize pack. Now that that's out of the way, we will be playing Sit Down Please by Icy Bowl. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. This is your EP back here again. Uh, of course, I'm going to start off with back announcing some of the songs that you guys just heard. Um, starting off with Vivid by Mazzle, which is a Japanese boy group that was formed in 2022. And before that, you guys heard Kick It For Now by The New Six or TNX, which is a Korean boy group formed in 2022 under size company P Nation. And even more before that, you guys heard Sit Down Please by Icy Bowl. Now, coming up, we will be talking a bit about the Oz Comic Con, which, again, at the time of this recording, is not... Um, hasn't happened yet. So, uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, it will already have happened. And also stay tuned next week for some review, epic review content. Um, yes, but uh, regardless, me and Taruki will be some of the people from APN who are going to Oz Comic Con and so we will be talking a bit more about what we are expecting, what we are looking forward to and what we hope to see there. So yeah. Hello, yo yo. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. My name is Tracy and on today's show it's a bit more of a quieter one this time. It's just me, Tharuki, I mean me, Tracy, <laughs> um, Tharuki and Jesse, and Something we're looking really looking forward to that's going to be coming up this following weekend is the Oz Comic Con, which is coming to Melbourne. Um, as you may know, Oz Comic Con is like a sort of touring convention. Um, it's going to all the major cities around Australia. And on June the 10th and 11th, it's coming to the Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre. And we got media passes. Yay. Yay. So Jesse and Thruki will be representing APN at the event tomorrow and the day after. How do you guys feel about that? But yo, honestly, I'm looking forward to it. Oh my god. I think most times when I go to conventions, I really like like the artist alleys and just seeing all the cosplayers and just being like, oh, oh my god, it's so cool. And just being among like people of the same breed that like the same things. And then also it's like, the last two times I went to a convention, I went there to do an assignment. And then from doing right. it, yeah, I had to like go up to people and ask for interviews. And through doing that, I made some friends, which is nice. And which is what I'm also hoping to do in this convention. <laughs> um, the one thing I always look forward to in um, conventions is like the artist alleys because there's a lot to explore and you can find some really cool stuff, but then also you 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 become at risk of financial ruin because there's so much cool stuff and you want to get them all. Um, yeah, and yeah. generally at conventions there are usually also um meetups like cosplay meetups or like community meetups. Mm. So for example, um on Saturday they have horror chainsaw man um video games like the dc universe they got demon slayer they got dnd meetups like all that cool stuff and then on sunday they have marvel and disney nintendo genshin impact anime star wars and heroes and villains so they have everything under the sun and it kind of just what you're looking forward to and um i would also like to say that i am cosplaying on both days um oh wow are they different cosplays yeah they're different the same one yeah they're different they're like very vastly different 
Hmm? <laughs> no wonder you're so stressed right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would like to say that I have no experience wrangling wigs. And um, styling wigs is a lesson in itself because wigs don't act like normal hair. You, you can't just apply heat to it and it'll work. No, you've got to trim it. You've got to tease it. You've got to freaking crimp it. I don't even know what that means right now. Oh, but, wow. Uh, You're like the yeah. hairdresser mode. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, on Saturday, I'm going as um, Wei Wuxian from the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation. And that is like a light novel. It is an anime. It's probably the one anime that got everyone into like the Danmei universe and is very much universally popular. Um, and also the wig for that one is super duper, super duper freaking long and like it's like frizzy at the ends right now and I don't know if oh I want to no. deal, I, I can't deal with that right now. So I'm going to be very frizzy on the day. Just take the scissors to it and just like cut it diagonally. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't trust my cutting skills. I don't like mm. you. Once you cut it, it's it's gone, man. You can't fix it. True, so, true, true. Um. That being said, also I have. There's gonna be so many people with bad wigs there. You know. That's you know, the look at. They know your struggles. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> On my Instagram, and over the past couple of days, I've just been like being like, "Yo, help, help! I can't style this wig. Help me!" <laughs> and it's like. Oh, it's like stress. And like the second character I'm going as on Sunday is Kazuha from Genshin Impact. And mm. yeah, on uh, you may have also remembered that like previously I mentioned that on Sunday there is a Genshin Impact meetup. Let's say anime characters sometimes have very gravity defying hair, and Kazuha yeah. is one of those people. Um, if you search up his image or if you know him already, you know that his hair spikes in weird directions that hair normally does not do. And, um, yeah, that's not fun. I've read through, like, the events, like, times and stuff like that. There's, like, so many that I want to go, but I don't know if it's, like, going to fit into that, like, window from, like, 9am to 5pm. Because, like, everything sometimes overlaps in between, and I'm like, shoot. And I look at, I looked at the map, and it's like, ginormous as well and like running between the two like places is just gonna be hectic and like you know if it seems like it looks fun sounds interesting but it's gonna be stressful just trying to get on time and like see like the events that you want to see like the thing is like I've seen like some videos of like comic-con on like the internet and like it seems so like extravagant because of like how people um like I would say dress up and I like to see how people can be creative and I'm like I would tend to just stand and stare at one like stare at multiple people with their like amazing costumes and I would be like in my mind just saying that must have taken at least three months to make <laughs> like I'll be just like analyzing like people's stuff and like not going anywhere so I feel like it's just gonna be a t- like a lot of time constraint kind of activities like event but I'm really excited because like you said it was my like it's going to be my first time going there I've heard about it never been to and you know it's going to be a lot different because I don't know what exactly to expect from Mm -hmm. that event so it's like 
I've never even been to the convention building. I've seen it from the outside, but never gone inside. From as far as my memory can go, like I don't remember going into it. So it's like different. And hopefully we get to see what um we can like hopefully we get to see what we want to see within the time constraints. Not constraints, but like the time frame. Yeah. But hopefully Jessie can run around <laughs> in her costume. <laughs> uh, I would also like to say that my um cosplay for um Saturday is very long and um might be a tripping hazard to myself. Uh, so I will not be doing running of any kind. Uh, is there any like panel or like session you want to go to specifically, Saruki? Um, I think there was like one of them like there was a k-pop like community meetup on saturday oh, i saw that yeah i yeah. want to go to that there's a session under um that's called the basics of wig styling on sunday wait where <laughs> for cosplayers which one yeah. where it's, it's the anime gaming and trivia stage on sunday it's i need that 2pm the basics of wig styling it's that. beautiful <laughs> Oh yeah, I need that. I'm going to that one. That's that's amazing. I need oh, there's that also one. a dubbing workshop which looks fun. Oh. There's another one that I want to see as well. There's like the CFX makeup for cosplay. Even though I've Ooh. never done cosplay before, I want to see how it looks like. And like, you know, I've never put on makeup before, so like, it's a whole new world for me to like see how like the you know, creative makeup goes into like you know there's like the theater ones and there's like their everyday makeup um like the differences between those two it's like gonna be fun to see those as well it really is like an actual it is an actual art form like costume mm. makeup is crazy to me your hands cannot shake <laughs> you're doing something very detailed but it seems really fun because you can like put on crazy colors or um, like just crazy things that you wouldn't do in your day to day life. So, yeah, that sounds really cool. I think you guys are going to have a really good time. And I'm really glad that you two are going because I think you're going to get a lot out of it specifically. But um, yeah, at any rate, we're definitely going to hear more from Jesse and Saruki about how Comic Cotton went next week after they come back and tell us all about it so i guess you guys have that to look forward to um cool that's been asian pop nation you are listening to asian pop nation on sin uh we are back after playing a few more tracks um starting off with role model by lucy park and before that you guys heard stuck on you by grant perez which is from their new ep when we were younger and even more before that, you guys heard How Sweet Does This Sound by a kid named Rufus. Now, if you guys have been long-time listeners of APN, you will know that most of us, if not... Yeah, most of us here will have been obsessed with a certain, um... A certain show, a certain... Yeah, called Everything Everywhere All At Once. Now, I personally have not watched it yet, which feel like it's a bit of a betrayal of the rest of APN but regardless um a lot of our APN members have and they love it and they rant about it and we've probably done quite a few segments just talking about it whether in focus or in just 
it just comes up. But regardless, we uh, I would say like a couple of months ago we reviewed a trailer about this new TV show coming out on Disney Plus that actually features all the actors of almost all the actors of Everything Everywhere All at Once, and that show is American Born Chinese. Now it has now come out. And Tracy has been watching it recently, so she has some thoughts that she'd like to share. This is Asian Pop Nation on a Sin. This is Jesse, your EP again. Hello. You may remember that a couple of weeks ago when we did a review on the trailer for American Born Chinese, which is out now on Disney Plus. It's like this mix of high school drama and then also like this Chinese mythology stuff. It features the entire, almost the entire cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once, I believe. And Tracy has been watching it recently and has some thoughts that she'd like to share about it. I do have thoughts. I am halfway through the series right now, so I don't know how the first season ends. But yeah, we sort of have had our eye on the series for a long time, ever since it was announced, I think. Because it has a lot of really talented people in the cast, in the creative team as well. The cast basically features, as Jesse said, the entire cast of Everything Everywhere. And it also features a lot of familiar faces like, you know, Ronnie Chang, our favourite Australian-Malaysian comic. Jimmy O Yang, another comic. Both of those guys are in Crazy Rich Asians. But yeah, I was really interested in the premise of this TV show. It's a mix between like a normal sort of high school drama in like Chinese mythology. To talk about the characters, I guess in my mind, there are like two main characters and they're both sort of like teenage boys. So one of the main characters is Jin Wang, who is this classic Asian American kid. He just wants to be invisible. He doesn't want to take up space and yet he wants to fit in with all these American classmates. He is like a very uh, relatable character, I think. And the other main character is Wei Chen, who is, he's sort of meant to be like an international student, basically. They sort of get paired up together because the principal's like, oh, you're the only two Asian boys in this whole school. You guys must be friends now. And she basically forces Jin Wang to look after Wei Chen. But Wei Chen is actually a mythological being from like the heavenly realm. And his dad is Sun Wukong, the monkey king. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, that kind of mythology? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So the Chinese mythology part of this TV series comes from Journey to the West, which is like a really classic, everyone knows about it. Yo. Legend story that was written like ages ago. It's like our version of like The Hobbit or whatever. Like every kid grows up being told these stories about the Monkey King. Everyone watches like the cartoons or the live actions growing up. So it's a very sort of ingrained part of like Chinese culture. So it's interesting to see it in an American context because for me at least, in the first few episodes, I think the mythology parts, even though that's like the main like premise, I think, of the TV series, like it's a unique selling point. I think those Chinese mythology, some of those scenes are like hella clunky in like the first couple episodes and the ones set in like the real world like set in the family home or set at the high school are like way better and way more natural and I was actually really pleasantly surprised at how good this series was outside of the (laughs) slightly clunky exposition in the mythology scenes I thought the like the whole drama about like Jin Wang being like your typical teenager with no self-esteem I thought his 
struggles were depicted in a very relatable way. I think both of his parents were really well fleshed out characters as well. I especially like Jin Wong's mum. She's played by a Malaysian actress called Yan Yan Yo. And I've never seen her in any other TV series or movie before, but she's so good. I love her so much. I find that often in these Asian American or even Australian shows, like the Asian mum is the best character. Like in Fresh Off the Boat, the Asian mum was the best character. In American Born Chinese, she's also the best character. In The Family Law, which is like an Australian, Cantonese Australian show, the mum is also the best character. So I just think Asian mums are just good TV Another thing I want to say is that the acting is actually really good. Specifically, the casting and the acting for the young cast is really, really good. There was a moment in the first episode when I watched it. We have the two leads talking in the cafeteria and it struck me that I'd never seen like anything where we had just two Asian boys talking to each other in a scene, like high school boys, and they were both good actors. The leads are just really good. They're all both really good at acting. They're both really good at portraying their characters. Jin Wang is this sort of repressed, depressed, not really depressed. He's, he's like a repressed kid who lacks confidence. And then Wei Chen has a lot of confidence because he's a like a heavenly being who is really good at fighting. But he also has this innocence because he's not really used to civilian life and American life even. So they make a really good pair, actually. They have really good chemistry. And I guess also their relationship is sort of meant to signify the differences in between like second generation and first generation immigrants. So I thought that was really cool how they showed that. Like Jin Wong's character doesn't really understand Chinese that well. Near the beginning, there's like a scene where he's listening to his parents argue and you get subtitles, but only like half of the conversation is subtitled. So it's like from his point of view, you only hear like two words out of every sentence. Oh. And I thought that was so cool. Like, I think it does a really good job at sort of depicting these things in a realistic way. My expectations were kind of on the ground for this because the trailers made it look so corny and cheesy and like... Did it actually end up being like super cringe because it's like basically high school and then supernatural boom together into one? Was it actually as cringy as the trailers kind of foreshadowed it may be? Well, like, I think even if this wasn't, like, Chinese mythology, if you had, like, Lord of the Rings characters, but they're also in a TV series about an ordinary high school boy, it would feel weird, right? Mm. Like, Frodo comes in, he's like, where's my ring? And he's like, I don't know where your ring is. I'm in third grade calculus. I, I don't know. It's like, there's this tonal disconnect which automatically makes it a bit more awkward. I think sometimes they do it well, and sometimes it's there's a little bit of a cringe moment, but I think it's new, it's fresh, it's not been done before. I think also some parts I cringe, not in a like a this not in a bad way, but in like a this is too relatable to me way. Like the fact that these two boys are like the only Asians essentially in the school, and then when they sit together at the cafeteria and the you, you, I can just sense in my soul that, how do I put this? Like, there's some touching on, like, microaggressions and that sort of thing. It's on very subtly, but I feel them in my soul. And I think, I guess it's, like, good cringe. It's, like, cringe you're meant to feel. Yeah. How would you rate it out of 10 so far? Probably, like, a, like an 8 out of 10, actually. Oh. Like, pretty highly. Like, I want to, I want to finish That's surprising. it. I don't watch a lot of TV shows, though, honestly. But I think it's really well done. Um, I think that there was a lot of love put into it, you can tell. The production team specifically has tried to put a lot of Easter eggs into the backgrounds oh, of scenes oh, and noticed. Oh, like what? 
you know, like in Journey to the West, how there's a character called Pigsy who's mm. like a pig. Anyway, he it's one of the episodes we just see a random figure like raking leaves, and he just appears in a lot of scenes. And the first time I saw him, I was like, "That's definitely Pigsy," because Pigsy's wow. like weapon is a rake, right? And Ooh. then in that same episode on the fridge at home when I think his parents are arguing, Pigsy is written out in like the magnets on the fridge. And I'm like, oh, these are comic book nerds putting these things together. Like they've made it so that they have (laughs) Easter eggs. You know, you can just tell the production team was like so proud of themselves for doing that. Or the fact that like I've noticed that there's been a lot of cranes um, throughout this whole TV series. Like the school's mascot is a crane. There's a lot of crane imagery in like their backgrounds and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's obviously been a lot of effort put into the production and it's quite well written. Like I'm surprised at how well written it is and it's acted really well. So yeah, definitely my expectations are blown out of the water. Um, but like what were your expectations though? My expectations are low because I find most American <laughs> shows about teenagers a bit cringe. I find them deeply unrelatable. Mm. Like, and yeah, like I find it unrelatable when he's talking about like having to go through hazing rituals for his soccer team. But yeah, no, <laughs> it works because it's part of the the cultural cringe. Like the more he tries to adhere to these like American social rituals, the more you can feel that he doesn't really fit in. It's sort of killing his soul. And I wasn't expecting that from like essentially what is aimed at like quite a young audience, like a young adult TV series. Also the fact that the main character, I guess Jin is meant to be the main character, is kind of like a flawed character because he is just desperate for approval and has no idea who he is. And he's not someone who has main character energy, if that makes sense. And I find that quite refreshing. I think that Wei Chen, the guy who's actually secretly Sun Kong's son, has a lot of main character energy. But I think the story probably centers more around Jin Wang because he's like the Asian American. He's like the audience surrogate. I also want to say that Michelle Yeoh is mothering in this, as always. She's great. If you like Michelle Yeoh, watch it. If Leisha was here right now, she would be going crazy over She Michelle would be going crazy. Yeah. She'd be going crazy over all the Malaysian rep we have in the show. Like, we got Michelle Yeoh, mother, and then we have the mother of the main character, <laughs> Yan Yan Yeoh, who is amazing in this. Um, and we have Ronnie Chang, also Malaysian, so... Yes, Malisha, this is for you. Please go watch it now so I have someone to talk about this with. But that's my mid-season recap of American Born Chinese. Definitely really impressed so far. I don't know how they're going to wrap up all these plot lines, but I'm really excited to finish binge-watching this season. And I really hope that, you know, this becomes successful and that people actually watch it. Yeah. This is Asian Pop Nation, and you are with your EP, Jesse. Uh, you guys obviously just heard a couple of banger tracks, starting off with Hainaichi Monmei by Zuto Mayo from their new album, Jinko Gaku. And before that, you guys heard Strange X by Tomori Kusonoki, which is from their new album, Absence. And even more before that, you guys heard B-List by Chanmina, which is from their album, Naked. Um, Some of our, well, actually, all the three people total that are hosting here today, um, we, we all have a tendency to be approached by strangers in Melbourne. Um... Some looking for directions, some not so much. 
But um, we will be talking a bit more about our experiences with regarding that in the next little segment coming up. Hello, listeners. Um, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but around Melbourne, there are a lot of strangers about. And sometimes those strangers approach you. Some Sometimes asking for directions, sometimes maybe asking you to join a cult. But um, <laughs> uh, in this little segment, we will be talking about some of our experiences with such strangers in Melbourne. Whenever I go down Swanson Street, a tourist stops me for directions or for restaurant recommendations. It happens like once a month and I don't know what it is. I mean, I do. Approachable. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like super approachable. It's such a plague <laughs> on my existence. <laughs> nah, I think it's just because I'm like small and Asian and that makes me non threatening. Um, also, sometimes it's like, um, it's like specifically like Southeast Asian tourists, like Indonesian, um, Indonesian couple approach me once and another time like a Malaysian couple approach me. So it's because like they think that I'm Indonesian or Malaysian. So they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're, we have something in common. Maybe I can talk to you in my own language maybe as well. Um, I think that plays a factor as well. But I don't know, I just have one of those faces like the other day I was in Uniqlo in like office corporate workwear and a random woman thought was like oh yeah these pants um are they available for women's or do I have to go to the floor below and I looked at her and I was like I'm sorry but I don't work here <laughs> so I think I just I don't know I just have someone who people feel I don't know people just ask me for questions they look at me and they're like you're a service worker <laughs> and I go, I don't work here or whatever. But you know, it's it's I like I like showing people around Melbourne. I like giving them, you know, advice on where to eat. So I guess that's not too bad. It just happens a lot. Is this a problem for you, Jesse? Are you kind of? I I tend to get stopped at like when I'm like waiting for a train or something. People will like approach me. Also, ironically enough, same as you, Tracy, Asian ladies, men, that mm. kind of thing. Like, you see, like, these, um, I'm assuming they're tourists or visitors of some kind. You see them at the train station looking all confused and staring off at, like, the boards above the station being, like, where the hell am I? And, like, and then they look around. You can see them look around. And then they yeah. uh, they set their eyes on me. And I'm, like, I, I don't know if our listeners know, but I am not good with directions. Oh, um, she's awful. <laughs> proven track record of like being absolutely hapless in directions i'm working on it i'm working on it but like when they approach me on the train station at the train station um there's poor songs. sometimes <laughs> sometimes occasionally i know where they where where they can go and then other times i'm just like um i don't know or i try to search it up for them but then but i don't i also don't know um and it's like, oh, and then some of them, I think, I had, like, one person, I don't know if it was a lady or, or a couple or something, but, like, they literally approached me and started speaking in Chinese, like, assumed that I was going to understand them and was like, hmm. yep. I mean, that you do look, that's like, super Chinese. Problems. Taruki, you also are someone who just constantly gets approached by strangers? Yes. 
I don't know what it is. It's like, I think every, not every single time, like every now and then I tend to like get asked where a certain place is. And it might be like on a random street in a random place to go to like Melbourne Central or like Flinders Street. And like half the time I'm lost myself and I'm like, this clueless person there's some like somehow these like tourists from what I like interpret their like appearance from yeah. and it's like and they're like oh like perfect time me. to ask this confused young woman where she is exactly and I'm like they're like excuse me can you tell me like where I can find this place and I'm like sure if you go up this way like I would search on map. google maps <laughs> and search it up. I sometimes like go to google maps and like try and find the place myself and then give them directions or if like I coincidentally passed that place like a few minutes ago of me being lost and then I'd tell them but I'm like sometimes I'm like I'm trying to save my guts say oh I'm not quite sure but if you go to the nearest 7-eleven or like nearest Woolworths they might be able to help you a couple of days ago I was in the sea myself I was in like middle of somewhere as well and I was trying to find the office works. I came back out. I was trying to get back to, I think, Melbourne Central. Mm. And there was, a, I think, young Asian man. I'm sorry if I'm, like, categorizing people. But um, he approached me saying, excuse me. And I thought that he, um, I bumped into him. And, like, I said sorry and I walked away and I didn't realise he was going to ask me directions <laughs> and I, like, walked straight past him. I oh, thought, shoot, he might have wanted to ask me where police is and I felt so guilty and I was, like, oh, no. contemplating it. I was stressed out because <laughs> I was, like, I just need to go back to um, Melbourne Central because I was going to meet Paul to do the recording in the studio. So I was, like, yeah. shoot, I'm going to be late. And I'm like, I felt so guilty, like, oh my god, if he was going to ask me directions. Oh. No, it's okay. He would have found another approachable looking Asian woman there. You know, there's probably like five every minute going past that yeah. side. Oh, and there was like the other time where my friend and I were in like the city somewhere. Don't know where. It was in, it. Like every single time I get ask directions I'm standing in front of a church or an old <laughs> historical building and I don't know what that theme is oh, but no. that happens and um I saw a TikTok on that day saying that there were like a bunch of people who was like getting these young people to join their cult and I got so scared like internal fear was rising in me where I thought someone was going to get me into a cult that even knowing mm-hmm because they're asking directions and that like sheer fear was like inside me like bubbling and I'm like shoot if we respond to these people we could be escorted into a cult in this random church like I don't know it's just like, like that you just you just stopped you slow down to talk to them and you immediately get like strong armed just pushed into the church physically hauled <laughs> into yeah <laughs> 
You know, now that you two have been talking about all the times that you've been approached by people, I'm kind of glad that people are approaching me instead because I know my way around the city and I can give them proper hey, 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 hey. I feel like this is this is this is slander here. This is slander. What do you mean, Jesse? This is the opposite of slander. I'm just like Jesse is so bad at directions. Hey, 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 don't expose me, okay? Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh. Um, I am bad at directions, though. I I cannot deny that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but if you guys are better at directions than I am, and also have been approached by strangers before, um, please let us <laughs> on Asian Pop Nation across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you also want to support some strangers on the airwaves of Sin, make sure to donate. Uh, as Sin is doing a radiothon and. Yeah, donate to support um, strangers like us, or maybe less strangers now that you've gotten to talk to us. Head to syn.org.au to donate, and if you donate, you could um, be in the running to win some prize packs. So uh, yeah, free stuff, always great. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin, where you guys just heard a couple of great tracks, starting off with Shushan, which is translated to Tentative by Yeo featuring Melodia Kong. And before that, you guys heard Don't You Even Cry by Underscore Less. And even more before that, you guys heard News by Wonston. Now, you may have heard in the intro that I mentioned that Cinema Kino was doing a Wong Kar-wai retrospective screening. Um, I would like to correct that. It is at Cinema Nova. Cinema Nova, not Cinema Kino. It is at Cinema Nova. They are doing a Wong Kar Wai retrospective screening. And one of our members, Tracy, um, was very excited about that. And she went to see Chunking Express, which is one of her favorite movies. And yeah, she will be talking more about the retrospective screening and all the movies that will be available to watch. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to... Pop Nation, this is Tracy, and I have an announcement to make if you guys are in Melbourne. Cinema Nova is doing a retrospective of the esteemed Hong Kong filmmaker Wong Kar Wai. I'm really excited about this. Um, it, if you like cinema, if you like like art house cinema, and you're interested in watching like Asian cinema, just go watch it. Like, it's so good. These movies that are showing right now, uh, there's actually four of them. Um, you got Chunking Express from 1994, Fallen Angels, Happy Together, and In the Mood for Love. And all four of these? Or well, at least three or four of these have Tony Leung in them, which should be reason enough to go. But, yes, this is an event that's being held at Simonova uh, in Carlton. Uh, over the next month or so. Um, so, yeah, please go. <laughs> Shit, what do I say from here? Um, I actually went myself to see Chunking Express last weekend. And, wow, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's really hard, actually, to find these movies, like, screening. Because they're all really, really old movies. Um, in the Mood for Love was released like 20 years ago and that's like the most recent movie on this list so it is really nice when like a cinema does a retrospective and it's about something that you specifically want to go and see out of all the movies that have ever been made it's like movies that you want to see and it's in your city I think that's really cool 
So, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Chunky Express, which is one of the movies, is probably my favourite movie of the batch. Um, out of these four movies, I think generally the ones which have been most acclaimed critically are Chongqing Express and In the Moon for Love. In the Moon for Love is sort of his like cinematic masterpiece. It's very well put together. If you like something that's like very, feels really like intentional, um, very poised, very composed. It's a really good movie to watch. Um, Chunking Express, on the other hand, is a movie that Wong Kar Wai made at the beginning of his career, and it's very like sort of free fall, spontaneous. A lot of the scenes you can tell are kind of improvised. Um, a lot of the there's a lot of like handheld camera. You can feel that it's a lot more something that was shot really quickly. I think it was shot between, it was shot like in two weeks or something. It was shot really quickly, sort of on the go, and it was like scripted on the go as well. So it has this very sort of it has this great energy to it. Um, it's very, what's the word? Yeah, it's just very free. Um, and I think it's also like that the happiest of these films by far. It's very hopeful. It's very earnest. All the characters are doing stupid things, but it's okay. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time I think and it's set a lot of it is set in at nighttime in Hong Kong and now whenever I go out at night in the city and the lights are on I'm like oh my god it's like Chunky Express um I also want to say that it stars uh Fei Wong Fei Wong the singer who is amazing in this and also sings the theme tune um, she is also incredibly attractive. Um, it has Tony Leung, obviously young Tony Leung, who is also incredibly attractive. Um, what's his name? And um, there's also um, Takeshi Kaneshiro, who is also insanely, insanely attractive. Um, Bridget Lin, Bridget Lin plays the other main character, and we don't really see her face, but she's still very attractive. So everyone in this film is the main one we're talking about. Um, in terms of the um, plot, it basically, there's like two stories in this film. The first of them, um, and they're sort of loosely connected to each other, but not really. Um, but it's really cute. It's like a diptych. And originally um, a third movie was, like a third story was supposed to be included in this film. But it was decided, Hong Kawai decided to make it its own movie instead. And that movie became Fallen Angels, which um, is also being shown in this retrospective. Fallen Angels from memory, I saw it a long time ago, is a bit more like, it's a bit more uh, provocative, I would say. It's a bit more like explicit. Um, there's some, it starts with like, it's a bit more like lewd, I would say. Um, and I don't, from memory, it's a bit less like hopeful and lovey-dovey than Chunking Express is. But if you definitely, if you like Chunking Express, I would recommend seeing Fallen Angels just to like imagine what it would be like if it was part of that movie. But if you haven't seen Chunking Express, I, I probably wouldn't recommend going to see Fallen Angels by yourself. Um, by itself like if you have a choice between the two I would definitely recommend Chunking Express how many minutes in that moment I'm four minutes in okay uh the the um the next movie that
that they're showing um, starting from June the 10th is Happy Together, which is a movie that um, stars Tony Leung and Leslie Chung as a pair of like gay lovers who are in a really like horrible relationship. Um, and it set, it was shot on location in Buenos Aires and it was kind of shot like on the go without a script, sort of like, like filming as they go. I think um, Tony Leung originally wasn't meant to play Leslie Chung's lover. He was meant to play another character. And then like after the first week, Wong Kar Wai was like, actually, why don't we make it like a love story between you two? Like, I think it makes more sense. So that's why it's like a, that's why the movie turned out that way. But yeah, it's a very, um, it's really interesting, this movie. It's very, like, impressionistic, I would say. Like, it, it, it has less of, like, a narrative through line, maybe, than Chunking Express. It's more like a sort of emotional sort of movie. And it sort of is more about, yeah. But it has a lot of, um, it's quite similar to Chunking in that there's, like, a lot of, um, narration a lot of like handheld stuff it's sort of shot in a similar way but the tone feels quite different it feels quite a lot more serious to me um because chunking express is about like innocent love whereas happy days is about like happy together is about like like a really uh toxic relationship so it doesn't have that hopefulness at the center of it. But it features Leslie Chung and Tony Leung as two gay lovers. So like happy pride, go see it um, for that <laughs> representation. Um, and the last movie that they're showing as part of this retrospective is In the Mood for Love, uh, starting from 15th of June, 2023, which is Wong Kar Wai's masterpiece. I think if most cinema people if they've only ever seen one asian movie it's this one it basically stars tony long and maggie chung as um two people who are married to other people basically but they sort of live next to each other and they sort of fall in love with each other slowly because they find out that their spouses are cheating on them um and it's just a really beautiful um just exquisitely made movie every frame is like beautiful all the dialogue has so much like tension and so much like things left unsaid about them it's just a delectable delectable film and if you haven't seen it in the mood for love like just go see it like what are you doing um and yeah those are the four movies that they're showing as part of this retrospective um yeah um, in terms of if you were to only see one of these movies, I would recommend Chunking Express because that's like my favorite movie out of these. Um, but if Chunking Express isn't showing anymore, because it will stop showing. But if you've already seen Chunking Express or the time slots don't work for you, definitely go see In the Mood for Love. Yes. And yes, that has been me, Tracy. Um, and that, and uh, how do I end off this segment? And um, and yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, hopefully if you like enjoy cinema, um, you get a lot of you get a lot out of these movies. Um, 
cool. I don't know how to end this segment. <laughs> uh, if you guys like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys like Wong Kar Wai, I don't know. If you guys like Wong Kar Wai, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let us know your favorite quotes from his from his movies. Um, cool. I don't know how to end this. Um, and if you're not in Melbourne, I guess go cry about it, JP. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin, uh, our flagship show featuring all things Asian music and culture. You guys just heard a couple of great tracks, starting off with Shelter from the Rain by Kiana, which is from a mixed race Ghanaian and Singaporean Chinese artist, which is not a combination you hear every day, but this song is absolutely amazing. But before that, you guys heard Remember by Jason Darkhole, which is an old song, but it's a, still a goodie. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And even more before that, you guys heard a Sweet Nothing by Jeff Burnett and Sam Wills. Now, it has unfortunately come to the end of another amazing show. It was a very... It was, we didn't have a, a huge number of members. It was just me, Tracy, and Tharuki. But hopefully we kept you all entertained with our ramblings about the recent... Um, American-born Chinese show, and then also our much, much anticipated Oz Comic Con that is coming up. Uh, that sentence made no sense, but regardless, uh, we are really excited for Oz Comic Con at the time of this recording, and make sure to tune in next week to hear about our thoughts and experiences at Oz Comic Con. And you guys also heard about our tendency to get approached by strangers, and the Wong Kar Wai retrospective screening, at Cinema Nova. Now, before we leave you guys off, um, I also do want to slip in a little reminder that Sin's Radiothon has been extended. So if you would like to support Asian Pop Nation and Sin as a whole, and um, make sure that we can keep producing content like this, I don't know what kind of content it is, but if you guys vibe with it, we're fine with it. We will keep putting it out. And so if you'd like to give us some support, make sure to head to syn.org.au to donate. And donations above $2 are tax deductible and puts you into the running puts you into the running to win one of three amazing prize packs. Who doesn't like prizes? I shouldn't love prizes. So if you guys would like a chance for that and also to support some young creators, some young hosts, um we have a lot of we have a wide variety of people here at Asian Pop Nation and Sin, so if you guys would like to support young people in general here in New Melbourne, um, yeah, make sure to go check that out and donate, and we will be vibing. But anyway, moving on, um, we will be playing a few more songs for you guys, starting off with Yanhua by Lia Do, and it is from their album. Chunyo, which means spring travels, and the song itself is translated into fireworks. Now, fun fact, Leah Do is actually the daughter of the iconic singer Faye Wong, who actually stars in Chungking Express, so it is a very, um, it's a very weird, co- it's, it's a very happy coincidence, I guess. So, um, yeah, without further ado, here is Yanhua by Leah Do. 